Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BPD Bunch Brunch Live, where we get together with our favorite brunchy beverages to catch up, play games, and talk about all things BPD. I'm your host, Danny, and today I am here with Mo and Solen. Hey. Where in the world is everyone coming from? And if you have a brunchy beverage with you, what is it? I'm joining from Dubai in the UAE and I have water. <laughs> Gotta stay Ooh. hydrated. Um, I'm from, station. I'm from <laughs> central Ohio in the US and I'm drinking half sweet, half unsweet tea because I just had lunch. So Ooh. I'm coming from Albuquerque, New Mexico in the United States and I have got my new favorite seasonal beverage, which is coffee mixed with eggnog that is lactose-free. I discovered lactose-free eggnog, and now I'm just so unbelievably excited about it. <laughs> so today, for today's episode, we are going to have a little chat about wintertime and the holidays and having BPD one of the things that tends to happen this time of year that we're just going to start with <clears throat> is being <clears throat> can you hear can you hear what's happening <laughs> getting sick so i have probably just uh, messaged several friends over the past couple days to realize that a bunch of people are sick and most of us all have bpd and so <clears throat> i've been sick for the last week it was uh no idea what it is uh, presumably the flu but it was a lot of like coughing and fever and it wasn't even fun it wasn't even fun sick you know where it's like you have a headache and a bit of a cold and you can't go out but like you can watch cartoons and drink soup like no it was not like this this was like in bed not able to do anything it was not fun so i am very excited to be here today with all of you so mo slen what are what are some of your thoughts on dealing with being sick and having bpd I don't know if this is a BPD thing or a Michelle thing, but if I'm like super sick, like Zanny, what you were talking about, I like, I think I'm going to die and I'm not like joking. I know I'm laughing, but it just like a few years ago, um, right after I had my baby on Christmas Eve, like on Christmas day, I was like deathly ill and I felt like there were knives in my throat. It was horrible. And I seriously was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird Michelle thing and less of a BPD thing. But when I'm super duper sick, it's just, I feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah, not fun. Oh no, I feel like that's, that could be kind of a little bit of both, right? There's a little bit of the all or nothing thinking. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the more vulnerable we are, physically the more likely we are to believe some of those catastrophic thoughts i think that totally yeah. counts for sure is there a way that you deal with that or do you just kind of like suffer through it i i suffer i make my husband suffer with me i'm like oh <laughs> this sucks it's so horrible and like i don't know the year i had my baby though like people felt bad and so they sent me care packages and i'm like oh that's kind of cool you know <laughs> but it was only because I had just given birth. But yeah, I just, usually if I'm that sick, it only lasts for like a day. 
maybe two days. So it's not, those feelings go away once I start to feel better. But I guess like, if you're like laying in bed all day, you don't really have anything to think about other than the pain that you're in, you know? So maybe that's why I think it's the end of the world, you know? I don't know. <laughs> what about you, yeah, Celine? I'm not a very good uh, patient. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like to uh, I like to be busy. I like to do lots of things all the time. Um, I really struggle with the whole like having to slow down or even pause. Um, so yeah, as soon as I feel like I'm starting to get ill, I'm like, no, no, this is not happening. I'm gonna sweat it out. I go to the gym, try to sweat it out. Like I really, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, and then until the point where Mo is describing, actually, one time. I got really, really, really sick. That was in Vietnam. I was traveling uh, a bit solo. And then I met my parents. Like I did all the North and Central Vietnam by myself, then met my parents in my parents in South Vietnam. So we were like in this room, the three of us, um, as in I was like in a single bed next to their room, kind of doesn't matter. But anyway, middle of the night, I woke up, I can't breathe, can't breathe, just like, <gasps> like that. And then, like Mo said, I thought I was going to die. I really I really thought I was going to die. Um, and they called, like, the emergency. I was taken by ambulance, blah, 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 all of that. So you can imagine. <laughs> um, and that was one moment that I realized I really want to live. So sometimes, like, I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise, but as someone who's so often wanted to die and suddenly you feel like you're so close like you can't breathe and in my head it was like no all the books all the countries all the things all the people I haven't done yet I haven't seen yet I haven't ah. and uh yeah in that moment I really 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 wanted to breathe again so so yeah and until this day I don't know what I had some kind of really strong flu. They tested for bird flu. They said it wasn't that. They give, gave me pink and white pills. I have no idea to this day what it was. I slept <laughs> for like three days straight. Like my parents would basically drop me off, leave me in the hotel room somewhere. Don't even know where. They would go off with the guide and they would pick me up at the end of the day, drop me into the next hotel. And I would just sleep, 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 sleep. Um, yeah, that was really bizarre. Were that you was sick my first the whole time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like the whole yeah, just like really high fever and like really feeling like not really there, like really bizarre. Head like headaches and pain in my throat, mainly the fever. Um, yeah. Were you like super disappointed that you didn't get to like do your trip, whatever it is you were gonna do on your trip? Yeah, that would suck. Yeah definitely really disappointed um also it was my 30th so i was like what a great way of to celebrate your 30th starting and bringing um, in the new decade <laughs> exactly yeah. and at the same time i was asking myself do i want children do i not want children i felt like i had to make a decision so i, I suppose life was giving me a lot of time to think about it on my own so maybe that was why <laughs> when you look back you're like hmm, maybe that's why this happened i needed the space and time um but yeah no I mean I still got I still had a great time like it was three weeks total so this is like mm -hmm. part of a you know quite a long trip so it was still yeah. and I was with my parents they looked after me so that was good I find it's easier 
to be sick when you have like Mo, you were saying your husband, like my husband or, you know, your parents, like people who really know you. And also, I mean, this was not the case when I was in Vietnam, but generally when you're in your own bed, like your own house, it's a little bit easier. Uh, it's where I want to be. Like if I'm really sick, um, when I was like traveling a lot and, you know, you're in some random hotel room and you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. I just want to be home. <laughs> Yeah. oh yeah well it's, i mean it, part of it's just like you also spend a lot of money to be somewhere else and then you can't even do anything about it it's like i could have just been in bed at home for the however many dollars I I spent my to be here. yeah all my all my creature comforts casey and i, I both got sick this week you know oh really oh, no. so there was there was like a day of him taking care of me a day and a half and then and then he got sick and so then it was like Whoever's the least sick can get up and like get the tea next, you know. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say like with the BPD, like I think because it's all connected, like mental and physical health, right? So when our physical body is not in a good place, I, for sure, for me, like on a very personal level, I can feel it affecting my mental health because I start to think, oh. I'm sick, I'm useless, you know, what am I doing? Like, what is the purpose of this? You know, I'm supposed to be doing all these things. And I become like really harsh on myself, um, like really blaming myself, which is not helpful, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's where I see the connection between the two. Um, yeah. Also because you can't do the things that help you, like for me going to the gym or exercising or going for long walks or things that really help my, with my mental health. If I'm really sick, I can't do it. So it's like, yeah, puts me in a tough spot for sure. I think I'm getting better at it. I mean, this past week was really interesting because um, Monday was horrible. Like I had 101, 102 fever, um, like really couldn't wake up, was like in and out of sleep all day. And then Tuesday, I, my fever came down significantly and I was like, I don't have a fever. And I had therapy and my therapist was like, you know, you're, you're pretty optimistic. And I, I was like, you know, I am pretty optimistic because yesterday I felt like I was dying. So, you know, like <laughs> the fact that I don't feel like I'm dying today, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of relative, like, how your perception of your current moment is kind of relative. And uh, I don't know, I guess that kind of made me realize that if it's relative, then I can kind of decide how to think about it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's made the rest of the week a lot easier. I don't, um, I, I mean, I, I have gotten a little bit stir crazy and a little bit frustrated with the whole like i have a, that's that feeling of having a lot of energy and having no energy at the same time where it's like your brain wants to do stuff and your body's like no i am not here for it um my therapist even asked me like what how do you feel about all the stuff that you were planning on doing and i was like i'm not really worried about it uh, there's nothing i can do about the fact that i can't do anything about it so I'm not going to waste my energy on it, you know, until I feel better and I can actually do something like there's no point to it. So I think that's something I'm getting a lot better at. I was not able to do before, but like, I think radically accepting 
where I am and my own limitations in the moment is something I'm getting better at it. It helps a lot. I mean, it was like objectively a pretty crappy week, but I... It was like a good it was like a good week also like i don't know is that weird to say like it wasn't that bad like uh you know it was a like an informative week maybe like maybe you yeah well i'm you know, you know i guess i'm just realizing how much more you know like i really don't feel like i have that i still don't often don't feel like i have that much control over how i feel when it comes to interpersonal situations but like I don't know, something like being sick, I guess I feel like I have much more of an option how I feel about it because I'm not being forced to respond to like somebody else's mind or what they're thinking or feeling about me. It's like, it's just kind of me and my physical body. I don't know, maybe this is too existential and strange, but like for me, that gives me a much greater sense of control. I can kind of sit there and decide how I'm going to feel about it, which is very odd. I don't think that there are very many other contexts in my life in which I can do that reliably, but... Yeah. You know? This, this is not bad. I mean, this, that was, this was a pretty horrible week, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. I wanted to die, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm, I'm still glad to be here. I'm still glad to be me. So, I don't know. <clears throat> Love that. If anybody watching has any questions about being sick, we're, we're bringing this up because we had a couple of people on our um, Facebook group who were interested. So, if anyone has any specific questions related to this, feel free to drop them. Um, otherwise, I think we'll probably move on to other other aspects of our discussion today. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Mo talked about this in our previous like holiday episode about not spending the holidays with her family or some of her extended family because of yeah stuff so yeah. uh mo how is uh can you give us a little bit of context around that and then like how that's going for you like into this year it's sort of like i think it's interesting to see people's evolutions because like a lot of times we're talking about like the act of cutting ties with people and then like that's like we wash our hands of that conversation it's like how is that going for you now and like all of I don't know if that makes sense. I've still got sick brain. So, brains, so. <laughs> um, no, I think I I know what you're getting at. Um, so yeah, a few several years ago, I cut ties uh, with a family member, and that sort of resulted in me not really hanging out with the rest of the family members just just because that's what happens sometimes. Um, and so some years are not so great. Like I don't I don't cry my eyes out, but I do get sad, you know, and I miss my family and stuff. And I missed just all of the things that we used to do on Christmas day and stuff like that. Um, but other years, it's not so bad. I don't really think about it. I just enjoy the time with, you know, my in-laws and with my own family this year. It's not that bad. Um, 
I'm not, I'm not dwelling on the fact that I won't be seeing my aunts and uncles and cousins, you know, um, I think I've just learned to accept it, you know, and I don't know, maybe on Christmas day, that thought will occur. I'll get sad that I don't get to see them, but it'll be better. Cause I won't be like crying about it. You know, I'll just probably be like, Oh yeah, that sucks. But, Oh, well, you know, what can you do? Um, yeah. So I think the sadness and the, um, like missing family members comes and goes. Some years are good. Some holidays are good. I don't think about it in other holidays. I think about it a lot in other, most holidays. I don't, it might, I might think about it like once or twice and be done though. Well, nothing is worth yeah. going back to being mistreated, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing I like, I've talked to my therapist somewhat recently about it, you know, that um, like a few months ago, I was really missing being a part of my family. And I, I just, I missed it, you know, and something else had happened that I was talking to her about. And she was like, okay, you know, but would you want to go back? And I said, no, like if people, if people sincerely apologize and they try to change their bad behavior, then that's different. But um, some people just don't want to change or they're not ready to or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> you have to accept people for who they are. Either you do or don't put up with it, you know? Yeah. You see so. some of them separately, individually, or is it everybody is out of your life? I have, I mean, there's, there's a few family members that I see once in a while, um, but it's not, it's not the same, you know, like mm. that closeness isn't there anymore because, you know, um, it's just not there because we all know why I don't come around anymore. So, mm. yeah. But, oh, well, that's life. What about you guys? Do you hang out with a lot of family members or is it sort of just a tight knit or what? Yeah. Yeah. Less I, I have a lot of fam different family members. I mean, my, one of my parents has three siblings and each of those siblings has kids. And then some of those cousins have kids. So mm -hmm. there's uh it's not like huge, huge, but compared to like people who get together with five people, um it's definitely a lot um and it's interesting when we filmed our holiday episode last year i was like i'm not making presents for people because i need to prove to myself that like i can that i am likable even without doing this and i guess i i had this i hated it i hated it i hated it <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember any of the things that i gave people because i didn't make them i bought it and I hated it, um, but it was a good experiment because I realized like, I don't, I don't want to be the person that like buys all their gifts. Like there's a couple things that I buy. Cause I, you know, obviously I can't make everything. Um, but I really love, I realized that I love making stuff. And I think it was, it was a good exercise because I realized how much I like to make stuff for the sake of making stuff. And I could kind of let go of the people pleasing part of it. Like, of course, I still want people to be excited, but I, 
I just realized how much I love making stuff purely for the joy of creating. And, you know, that's, that's enough for me. And like one, once it gets to the point where I feel like I'm stressing out to get stuff done, like I don't need to keep making things like I can cut it off there. I'm good. So what are you making so, this year or are you not oh, allowed to say? Oh, so many different things. I don't think, and I don't think any of my family will be watching this so, at the moment. So it's not, um, and if they are, well, then guess what? You're going to find out what your Christmas <laughs> present is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, pause now, pause now. If you're pause now. Uh, yeah. So I just, one of the things that, and this, okay, side note, if anyone has IBS, um, and has had to go low, uh, low FODMAP, then you know that like onions and garlic are two things that you probably can't eat anymore. I discovered that you can infuse oil with the flavor of onion and garlic without any of the actual carbohydrate parts in it. You just strain it out. And that was really cool to discover because now I can have onions and garlic without having onions and garlic. But then that made me think, wait, you can put all kinds of things in oil and flavor the oil and come up with like cool oil flavors. So I am making um, custom flavored um, olive oil and balsamic vinegar sets for my family. And then, um, one of my close friends gave me her secret truffle recipe so i will be making um truffles chocolate truffles to go along with that and then there's like a brazilian coconut treat that i don't remember what it's called but it's like a sort of a sweet coconut cream inside and then there's sugar on the outside i'm going to be making that as well so it's like a it's a little food gift um because most of my family are kind of at the age where like uh, most of the things that I would make them would just accumulate and probably not get used because there's not very many things they don't have. So it's like I'm trying to come up with food things that people will really enjoy. Um, and so, yeah, this week I'm going to be experimenting with some of those different flavors and uh, hopefully they turn out. <laughs> Yeah, try not to put the garlic and onion into the chocolate. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, not gonna do that. Although you never know. Like there are some surprising there are some surprising Combos. some surprising uh flavor combinations out there. So what about you, Selene? What about the holidays? What that what does that look like for you? Uh, yeah, well, um, so we're heading back uh, to Europe. So I'm based in Dubai now, but yeah, heading back to Europe on Friday this coming week, uh, flying to the UK, so to be with my in-laws. Um, so yeah, it's quite small. It's my ma mother and father-in-law at their house, and then there'll be my brother-in-law and his wife with their little daughter, Elsie, uh, who's six seven i probably got that wrong hopefully no one's watching otherwise please correct me later um anyway she's at the age where it's really exciting she loves making stuff and i love doing that kind of stuff with her you know coloring or playing games or like making jewelry or things like that so it's gonna be really fun um yeah it's always a bit tricky because we have well we have to i mean our families are in two different countries. So it's a bit hard to do like the 24th with one side and the 25th with the other side, like a lot of people do, right? You can't just drive over. So we're doing one week 
this time Christmas with my in-laws. And then on the 29th, we fly to Nantes in the west, uh, northwest of France, going to my sister's house. And she has a new house they bought with her fiancé. And it's the first time ever that we're going to have our, I suppose, French Christmas on New Year's Eve, bit mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Fiance and also my parents are coming. So yeah, we have a very small, tight knit family with my parents, my sister, and and I. The four of us, we've all, always been, you know, like a small family. Um, obviously not without all the arguments growing up and all the rest of it. But as you can imagine, especially with hello BPD and all the rest of it. But anyway, that aside, um, yeah, we're we're super close, and yeah, unfortunately, I mean my last. Uh, grandparents my grandma passed away earlier this year so yeah that was really like you know I always buy gifts for everybody and cards and stuff and the first year that you don't get to buy a present for someone who's really close to you it's always really sad um so yeah that's 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 hard um but yeah that I mean I'm sure it'll be very nice and very different to be at my sister's and yeah she's already send me a all a list of everything we're eating so i'm i'm with you on the food <laughs> side of <laughs> that's uh, that's actually a, a bit tricky for me but you know it's uh, it's definitely a big part of the holidays and then um oh yeah i might be seeing my cousin uh my younger cousin is due to have a baby on the ah! 25th uh, so we'll see if it's on time or early or late, but hopefully I was I supposed to be born on Christmas. I'm very glad that oh, I was really? late. Yeah, I was <laughs> over a week late. I was born on January 2nd. I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> Not Even from my birthday, <laughs> I was like, you ain't telling me what to do. <laughs> so, Mo, I that wanted to me, tell you. I came but first. That that was my way of saying, like, what, you want Ooh, to know? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, my mom well, had so, to have, a, have an emergency C-section, so I think she didn't think it was great. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Mo, somebody Sorry left a bunch of comments in response to what you were saying, and I was going to read it to you. They said, I went no contact with some family as well, my mom, sis, and brother. In toxic families, most members will follow suit. Accountability and emotional health isn't allowed in such families. Uh, by following suit, I mean they will stop talking to you too. You become the scapegoat, aka their problem, when you refuse to allow mistreatment and instead hold people accountable. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. It's totally true. I know plenty of people who have to deal with it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, going no contact, you have to be strong. You know, you have to understand how that works and... Um, be okay with it be okay with being the bad guy even though you're not but that's how they perceive you so yeah that was very well said and I couldn't agree more so so then you 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 let a little nugget slip you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this but <clears throat> since we're thinking about like managing challenges you did say that like food and the holidays are a little bit tricky for you so is that something that you'd be willing to share about Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, around this time, there's a lot of eating and everybody's, uh, you know, cooking lots of things. And uh, I, I have worked really hard to 
lose weight. <laughs> um, I think I've lost 20 kilos. I was overweight as a kid. I was very heavily bullied for my weight um, as a kid. So I have a whole history with that. Um, and um, so for me, it can be really tricky to see all this food. And it's like, do I eat? But then I feel really bad about myself. Do I eat normally, meaning not overeat? But then I feel like maybe I'm being rude. You know, especially when people are like, hey, will you have this? And you're not hungry, but you're like, mm, should I just say yes? Because they're, you know, this is the polite thing to do. And yeah, so that brings quite some anxiety. And uh, I also like to exercise, but obviously you're not in your house. So you, it's not that easy. I mean, here I go to the gym, you know, six times a week um, and swim every day. <laughs> so it's a bit different. Suddenly it's like, it's cold it's going to be so cold as well so you know like just even going for a walk and everybody's like why are you going for a walk it's so cold you know it's like i need the fucking exercise <laughs> <laughs> so all of that i find quite tricky actually the challenge now is not even as much about the food itself as it is about like being polite <laughs> you know And like being able to say, no, I'm good. Like, no, thanks. So I have to practice every time. It's a bit easier with my family because we have that relationship where I can even tell them, like, just go away. But with my in-laws, I want to be polite. And, you know, it's also different culture and everything. So, yeah. And I know they're so nice. I really hope no one knows. <laughs> They're so nice. They're buying a lot of things special for me because I don't eat meat. Um, nearly vegan, not quite there. Sometimes I, anyway, it's complicated. But uh, I have lots of food allergies. It's very complicated, and I already feel bad because everybody feels like, you know, they want to make me welcome, so they buying special things. But then I feel like I don't want it to go to waste. So even if I feel like, oh, I don't really want it, it's like really heavy sugar, fat, and all that. And uh, but they bought it especially for me, so I guess I. Have So, yeah i need to get my husband on side that's the best way i'm like <laughs> yeah it's tricky i don't know if that made any sense but, uh... no it makes sense i mean i for different i mean it's less about like weight and food specifically and more about like i mentioned the ibs thing it's like very I'm, I've been trying to follow a low FODMAP diet for over a year just to figure out what my trigger foods are. And it's like so hard to stay on it long enough to figure it out that I'm like, I keep accidentally eating something and it gives me a reaction and it's like hard to deal with. And so I still don't know what all the foods are that are a challenge. There's like a couple that I know of, but... <clears throat> anyone who knows low FODMAP, it's extremely restrictive in terms of like the foods that you can have. And because IBS is also so much tied to stress, sometimes it's hard to tell like, is this the food that I ate or is this the stress? Like, I don't know. And so <clears throat> for me in the holidays, it's really challenging because most people know that I'm like gluten and lactose free. Um, and I'm they know about like the onions and garlic at this point too. But it's hard because, like, so much of it is not, like, a full-on allergy. It's like, if I eat this, I'm not going to pass out on your floor and die. But um, I may have, like, a very uncomfortable digestive experience afterwards. And so 
trying to gauge it sounds silly actually when i'm saying it out loud it's like why would you why, why would you do this to yourself but it's like i gauge like how much like digestive discomfort i should take on in order to find a balance between like being polite like not being like i'm not eating anything that you made me for versus being like I'm going to eat everything and just kill myself to like fit in, you know? Um, I, I, I just feel like even though I am not saying it like this, I always imagine in my head that I come across as like, I can't eat that. Like, sorry, but not sorry. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person, you know? <laughs> and I, my dad did say, what did he say? Um, because I was lamenting to him about it and he was like, I don't remember what the words were, but it was essentially like, as long as you're doing your best to like, not be a jerk, like, I think it's okay, like to tell people no, <laughs> you know, like nobody's gonna hold it against you that your body is just not able to digest this stuff. And if they, you know, if they do, like, that says a lot more about them than it does about you. Right. Um, but that's hard because hard. I feel like I I used to be that person who was very much, you know, I was the drama kid. Like, look at me. La, la, la. And now, now I'm like, I worked so hard to be easy to be around. I worked so hard to be easy to be around. And now I have all these dietary problems. What the heck? <laughs> Like now everyone has to think about all this stuff. So I do think, I do think if anybody else st struggles with this, this is one thing that I, I don't always remember to do this, but I, I'm trying to be better about it. It's like bring some of my own snacks because I think it's much worse to make hosts feel like, oh, she didn't come prepared. And like, we didn't know her long, long list of things so she can't eat anything and now we feel horrible like she's going hungry you know like i think you know some people might think that it's rude to bring your own food but i like most of my family at least i feel like understand they're like you know thank you like it would have been really hard for us to figure out how to make something with the hundred things you can't have so you know, we so appreciate that you like took care of yourself. And because I, I feel like that makes is way more of a burden to people to be like starving in the corner because you didn't plan ahead. Um, so yeah, and I, I'm gonna be more uh, prepared with that. Like I usually do like bring a dish to pass. So I'm gonna make sure that I bring something I can eat. So that way, yeah, I usually, I'm not uh, worried message. about it. I usually message people before and just say, hey, like, I have, um, if they know or, but they might not remember, I say, oh, as you might know, I, you know, have food intolerances and um, there are certain things I can't eat. Um, so I don't want to, like, be a, a pain. So I'm happy to, like, bring my food, like, please let me know and um and then people get to respond like some people say yes please bring your own stuff some people say no for sure i want to make something let me know what it is that you can eat or if they're ordering from from a place like if i know they're going to do takeaway and order from for from a place for everyone 
I just ask, can you send me the menu? And then I send them something that I can eat from the menu. If we're going out to a restaurant, I'll ask what's the restaurant. So then I'll check in advance the menu. If it, there's nothing for me to eat, then I'll message the restaurant to kind of ask, you know, if they can make um, special like dishes off the menu for people who have allergies. So I, it's a bit of like, it's a bit annoying because it's a lot of forward thinking. Like it makes you, I suppose, less impulsive and spontaneous, which we love. But um, yeah. But it, it's it's important because so for me I'm allergic to dairy so I cannot have any dairy products even like traces or anything like that um, and then I have like a few other intolerances and then over time I've just stopped eating meat by choice um, so yeah now it's almost like and some of my friends joke about this they're like oh the list of what you eat just send us this because it's short. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, just grass, basically, <laughs> just like a rabbit. No, I eat lots of things, but yeah, it can be, you know, it it can be very different to what maybe some other people eat. So you kind of have to come to be prepared to cater for yourself, um, and look and look after yourself. Um, yeah, and I'm really appreciative because like my in law, they just my my mother in law, she just sent me a message and she said, please send me a list of what you want to have in the fridge at our house when you get here. So that's really nice. So if you are on the receiving end that you know that you have a family member or someone coming to your house and they have allergies and you're like, oh, I don't know how to deal with it because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable by doing something special that maybe is not as good, blah, blah, whatever. That's a good way to send them, you know, what would you like in the fridge when you get here? Send me a list yeah. and then they can, they can tell you. I just really don't want to come back as a snow as a snow woman. What as a snow woman? After the like holiday. the I... oh, like, like I the Michelin man. My, yeah, I can't fit in my airplane chair or something. I I don't think it works like that. You're not gonna. The food you're... in France yeah. is so nice. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not gonna turn into a balloon after a week. Um. <laughs> But the food in France is so nice. Don't underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> that is the chocolate cake. My sister is already on it. <laughs> so <nice>. Well, <laughs> so another thing that, you know, is sort of this time of year. I know, like, Selene, right now, you're in a part of the world where it's like, well, the weather's great all the time. But one of the things that sort of comes up a lot this time of year is like the wintertime blues and like dealing with that. And so I know you're going to be going back to Europe and some of those countries where it's going to be pretty dark. So either one of you, what's sort of your general process for dealing with BPD symptoms when, you know, when the seasons change and that like can make things harder? Um, well, this is, probably going to sound weird or strange, but I like dark. I like the dark nights. I like the, the stars in the sky. I like the Christmas lights. So I don't mind that my days are shorter. I don't mind that they're colder. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I used to like when I was younger, uh Oh, I lost my ears. Um, when I was younger, I hated all of it and I don't really know what changed. Um, but even yeah. last winter, though, last winter, you were like, this is the worst. I know. Well, I think so. Here's I think what it is, is like toward the end, like in February, I'm like, OK, I'm done. Let's get it lasts let's start too long. Time. Yeah. Um, But like. 
I don't know. For me, I just force myself to go outside and that always helps. And I make it exciting. Like I might go to a new park or something like that just to, you know, see something new and be excited for it. Um, but yeah, I do know like a lot of people really struggle with it. I have a family member who like gets the seasonal depression and stuff and it gets really bad for her, but and she doesn't, she doesn't like do anything though. I'm like, you need to go out and hang out with friends or like go do something indoors and she'll just stay in her house. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to help if you are feeling like super crappy during the winter time. But yeah. And I also like to plan for stuff. So um, like I have kids, so I'll be like, okay, I should take them to like some museum or something in a few weeks and then I have something to be excited about and they do too so that helps too to plan stuff out so yeah yeah the holidays are really what get me through the the up and up at least up until new year's it's like there's a lot of you know like I make all my Christmas presents or like I I love pretty lights and decorating <laughs> and you know I I think having a lot of those activities stuff to do really really helps um i still i struggle with anxiety from the days being short um i always i i don't know it's just like it feels like there's less even though there's still 24 hours in a day it feels like there's less time like i get this sense of like like the deadlines are being moved up on me and i'm i'm like oh the days are so short. What do I do? It's like dark outside. I can't do work now. I doesn't. I don't know why. I think that way. Um, but I, I kind of just the way that I've been getting through that part is just reminding myself that how light it is outside doesn't actually change the amount of time that I have. And even though, this is, I guess this is one of those few moments where I'm like. I can kind of understand what people say when they say like doing something despite not feeling it where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pretend like it's still light outside, even though it's not. And I'm just going to keep going. Um, and then I think there's also some acceptance that like, I'm not always going to be as productive when the days are shorter because my brain just doesn't recognize that the day is still a, a, a the day and being okay with that. I think that's the other part. It's like, okay. You know, it's the winter. This is what happens in the winter. It's fine. In the spring, I'll have all the energy again. So it's not a big deal. You know, I think just, just recognizing that it, like, I don't need to give it more negative power than it already is taking from me. Um, I think it's important, like, not to use, like, I really try not to use my ailments as an excuse, meaning, like, I don't want to sit there pitying myself for something like for something that's just like kind of how my brain is wired like I'm not going to be able to do anything to like become somebody else so I have to sitting there and wallowing in why is why is my brain like this like I've done that I did that for many years it did not really help me so I'm just like I think I think acceptance and just being like you know what this is my brain. I'm going to do the best I can with what I got and then not worry about it. And if somebody else tries to make me feel bad for it, that's their problem. Because I, I feel like I now do work pretty hard to do good and right things. Like there was definitely a time when I was 
not like that, but I feel like I am I am enough like that now that if somebody still feels like I'm not doing enough, that's I will take that under advisement, I guess. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> no, yeah, I moved to a country where um so I moved in September this year, so it's still very recent. And uh, so here uh, in Dubai right now, during the day, it's like 28, 29 degrees Celsius, which I have no idea what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's really, really nice. And at night, it's like 20, 21. So it's really comfortable temperature. Uh, it's, it's, it's perfect. And because of that, because it's the first year to have this experience, you know, every day, I'm just so grateful. And I'm just like, amazed like today we went to the beach it's the 17th of december and i'm swimming in the sea in the sunset and i just think how how do i get to experience this and it's not even a holiday i live here you know it's really amazing so yeah that that's been really great experience i am definitely <clears throat> dreading when the flight door is gonna open and we're gonna arrive in the uk and everybody i keep talking to people on the phone um because i work a lot still with europe and they're like it's so cold and it's so wet and it's raining every day and i'm just like oh my god no. <laughs> um but when i was living back in europe during this time um sticking to a routine was really helpful so trying to have my alarm at the same time and work out and and go outside, like Mo was saying, same thing, like just get some air at least once a day, every day. Um, that was really, really helpful. And then the, that element of acceptance that Zani, you were saying, like there's something in Denmark that is called Higa. It means kind of like cozy. And it's this whole idea of like in winter, you get under your blanket, you get your tea, you spend time with your friends, you get some fire. My parents, uh, where I grew up in the house, they have a fireplace and I love that. That's something I absolutely love. I can just sit there in front of the fire and look at the flames and it just is mesmerizing. So things like that and just like looking forward to some, you know, of these things that's, I always found that really helpful, like lighting candles and, and taking the opportunity. I was actually talking to my sister about this and I thought she was very wise in her message. She was like, so then, you know, the winter is an invitation to slow down and I choose to take it, to accept it. <laughs> and it's kind of what you were saying, Zani, you know, it's like, a, yeah, the yeah. days are shorter, <clears throat> so maybe we get less done and that's okay. They will be spring and they will be summer and it's the beauty of having different seasons with different energies and it it helps us to kind of, I guess, also experience that change in our bodies and just accept it and and you know be one with nature like mo you were talking about the stars and really just experience all this this change like um and these differences in us and around us and i really like that so i was like yeah because in fact seasons like most things are neutral like even if it's raining it's not in itself it's not negative it's not going against us the rain is not like oh my god I'm going to rain on you and make you wet and upset. <laughs> no, right? We label Oh, that'd be really it. funny if it was. Uh, like, could you imagine <laughs> like saying that to you? Ha-ha! I got you! <laughs> you know, here, the government makes it rain. I probably shouldn't say that. I'm going to get kicked out for <laughs> revealing their secret. But yeah, 
So they send airplanes with like some solution. And when the clouds start forming, so when they see the clouds are coming together, but it may not rain, rain, they send airplanes up in the air and through some kind of scientific whatever way, they make it rain on Dubai. Hmm. Um, weird. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh... And everybody comes and dances in the street and outside under the rain because it rains like a few days a year. So people uh, are so that happy. That makes sense. Yeah, it only <laughs> rains a few days a year here too, which is part of why I love New Mexico so much because it's like, even though it gets cold in the winter and the days are shorter, um, we have almost exclusively sunny days. And oof, I cannot tell you how much of a difference that generally just generally made to my mood. Um, I used to live in upstate New York in the New York City and ugh. oh, I lived in Chicago for a couple <laughs> years too. That was like they're nice places but they are dark and cold and cloudy and cloudy and cloudy and huh. i don't like overcast days i'm not a fan it's like there's cotton candy in my brain on overcast <laughs> days you know it's like it's like the clouds literally come into my head and they're like we're going to confuse you because <laughs> that's just what we do. And they don't actually Sometimes do that. It's but, funny, you know. but I still feel like I have a cloud over my head. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, sometimes I even tell my husband, I'm like, there's a cloud like over my head. Like, I don't know. Can you see the it? way you just said that <laughs> is adorable? Like, is like the <laughs> cutest thing ever. She's like, Sometimes when it's sunny, I feel like there's a cloud over me. I'm like, I'm picturing like seems... a gray cloud with a sad yeah. face and like little tears yeah. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 actually, you know, for some reason, like the way you're talking reminds me of when you talk about sadness from inside out. Yeah. <laughs> you are like so into that's that perfect. movie. Yeah. Maybe that's where my that's idea sad. came from. Like I was thinking of sadness instead of that. I don't know. But oh, yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anybody else who is coming out next year? Oh. Yeah, we'll have to I know, I can't wait. Yeah. Mo, if we were li living closer, I would be like, let's go together. <laughs> I know. <sighs> Movie night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> Well, does anybody have any like we've got eight minutes anybody have any last thoughts if you're watching you have any uh, any last burning questions about the holidays or anything else uh we may just end on something silly um just for just for fun because this is a brunch episode uh what is a family tradition or like you know a holiday tradition that you like or one that you like want to adopt if you don't if you can't think of one that you like that you do currently i can think of one so um this is so it's not a long tradition that we've done i only started doing it last year but i have a very close friend who is jewish and so last year one of my kids was like asking about like hanukkah and what they do to celebrate and so i was talking to my jewish friend and she invited us, she gave me a menorah 
and she invited us to light the candles for Hanukkah. So we have a menorah now, and I guess it's a tradition now because for the past two years, we like the menorah. And it's really, I don't know, it feels, I don't want to say like sacred because I'm not a religious person, but it feels very special to me because it's something that I get to do with my son and I get to hang out. Like we do it through FaceTime, me and my friends. So I get to like talk to her and the candles are pretty and it's just, it's calming and it's, it's fun. I like it. So that's my favorite. What about you guys? What's your favorite? Um, when I, I don't remember exactly like what year or whatever, but when my sister and I were like adults or my parents considered us as adults, they sat us down and they said, okay, right. This whole Christmas thing. Now everybody's grown up in this house. <laughs> How, like, what do you want it to be? Um, and so we got to pick like new traditions. So I really, like really like that. And so we have like um, seafood platter and then we have like this vegan chocolate cake. So there's a lot of food elements. But then after eating, we um, put some music on and we usually like sing karaoke, dance in the living room, whatever. It's like all over the place. And then we do the presents um, that evening. So 24th at midnight instead of waiting for the 25th in the morning. So that's just like our... Um, Anglare family Christmas and uh, yeah it's really different to I guess what it was growing up and it feels really special because I don't know anyone else that does Christmas like we do so it's it's yeah it's it's like us <laughs> we have uh our the tradition that I can think of that's like the long-standing is the way that we open presents so it's one at a time um and the way that it works is we go youngest to oldest the youngest person present goes over and grabs a gift that is not for them and they deliver it to whoever it's for and then that person opens it and then we go around and around and around and around and around we've done that every year as far as i can remember and i really i don't know why i like it so much i guess it's because it's like the whole idea is like you are going to go find something to give to somebody else it's not it doesn't even have to be from you it's just like oh i wonder like what's in this box here it's for uncle jim you know like the sort sort of fosters that like the, the 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 sense of giving i think even more which is fun um but then like a lesser it's it's not exactly like a, a tradition for the family as a whole but i just have to share that um I have a lot of really brilliant cousins who like, you know, one of them came up with like a family video game once one one holiday and like I have a couple of different cousins that are like always sort of they each picked like their own almost like genre of thing like my brother does a particular food gift every he does jerky every every holiday and every holiday he outdoes himself and i have a cousin who does woodworking and he outdoes himself every holiday and then there's the one who does like the the video games or like some interesting computer thing and so it's just really cool because that's become almost like everyone has a shtick and they 
It's you, you always know that like so-and-so is going to be doing this, but what are they going to be doing with it this year? Like it's, it's kind of like become a tradition for people to outdo themselves in their various um, crafts or skills. And so I think that's been really cool to see evolve over time because like I'm the oldest of all of my cousins on my father's side of the family. So just being able to see them all grow and develop all of these really cool skills, I'm like so proud of them. <laughs> So anyway, I'm I'm a I'm a proud big cousin who just I can't mm -hmm. I can't stick to one skill. I'm just like, here's a bunch of I'm gonna do resin this year or soap this year or something else because I don't you know ADHD. <laughs> it's my hyperfixation of the moment. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you everyone so much for watching. We hope that you got a nugget of joy or wisdom. To, oops, I'm just back to my computer. To take with you on your journey. We will be back on Instagram on Wednesday for another live. And if you're not on Instagram, don't worry. We will be uploading all of those uh, lives to YouTube. We haven't done it yet because I have been sick as a dog. But now that I'm doing much better, I'm going to be uploading all those so you can watch them. Um, but... Yeah, if you're able to, hop on Wednesday, and we will be back with the rest of Season 3 starting on January 3rd, and we may come up with another live in between now and then, like a New Year's little celebration, perhaps. Perhaps you can stay tuned. So, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy Wednesday.